0: Three, two, one, zero. Hello, welcome to
2: episode one hundred and fifty-three: paying down your mortgage or investing. Hey, money can! A very warm welcome to the Chain of Wealth podcast. I'm your host, Dennis O'Brien.
3: And I'm Katie Welsh.
2: So Katie, quite an interesting topic today and one that came about the Facebook group. There seems to be a lot of interest in this topic, so we decided to cover it today.
3: Yeah, then and it's, it's a really good question because I feel like it's kind of like the chicken or the... What came first? The chicken or the egg conundrum, like... Do I pay down my mortgage? Do I invest? Which one is right for me? I don't know. They both seem right.
2: Yeah, and I I think that this is where a, it's a very personal decision as to which route you end up going. However, I think it's really important to weigh up the pros and the cons of both options. And you know, sometimes there is a fine line in the middle. And I think that that's ultimately where we're going to end. If you want a quick summary of where we're going to, but. Um, yeah like definitely it's good to look at the pros and cons and we'll be diving into that shortly yes so if you guys haven't already don't forget to join our facebook group head on over to chainevolve.com slash group we'd love it if you came to say hi and let us know what other types of content you'd like we'll be happy to make it all right okay you ready to dive right in yes fantastic Uh, let's do
0: it Welcome to Chain of Wealth. Here's your host, Dennis, inspiring you to begin your journey of financial freedom.
2: So Katie, a little bit of an interesting topic and it's whether you should be paying down debt essentially and getting a house or whether you should be looking at investing your extra money. And it's... It's really an interesting question as to what you should do. Do you have any thoughts on it?
3: Um, well, first, I want to back up because we have had a similar type conversation, not with paying down a mortgage, but with my student loan. Correct. And I'm sure everybody is really tired of hearing about my student loan, um, but it has been the main thing that I've really been focusing on, and hopefully it is almost done. Um But anyway, back to the topic of conversation. We talked about, should I still be putting money away in my Robinhood account and investing it? Or should I sock all that money towards my loan? Right. Because it's very similar type scenarios.
2: Yeah. And look, the thing is, ultimately, you've you've got a decision to make. And the long story short is that like you... You actually should do like a cost-benefit analysis, and there's a huge amount of assumptions that can go into this, and you can build up these really, really complicated models and everything else, but you're going to want to look at the cost of your mortgage, and when I say the cost of your mortgage, I'm talking about how much interest are you going to be paying, right? And- that's not that's not just like a one month kind of thing. That's like over a long period of time. And for those of you who don't know how compound interest works, you end up paying the majority of your payments of a mortgage. Well, specifically a mortgage will go towards the interest each and every month. So, say I take a normal loan of maybe a thousand dollars a month that you're repaying for your home, you will pay. I'd say roughly in the region of about 900 to $950 off your first couple payments. And that's all going to go towards interest. So you're actually only paying all $50 of your actual asset every month. And that means you're actually only really getting to pocket the $50, which is going to be the value that you have in the house. And that's a sad thing that you realize when you start crunching the numbers and seeing the amount of Interest you're paying, in, and a very quick way to figure out what your number is, and you don't have to pull out a fancy calculator or anything. Well, you, you can if you want, but a very easy way to do it is: say you have a loan of a hundred thousand dollars, and you want to figure out how much interest you're going to be paying. Say you have a loan. Well, say you have an interest rate of like five percent. So you'll take your hundred thousand dollars, you'll times by five percent, and you get five thousand dollars. Okay, that five thousand dollars is the annual cost of that money so,
3: so $5000 a year in interest
2: correct so if that you so if, yes so if you take that $5000 and you divide by 12 you're going to get out to around about $416 okay and on a $100,000 loan over 30 years 5% interest rate your monthly payment is $537 so if you think about that, you're literally only putting away like 120 bucks every month. Even though you're making a $537 repayment, the bulk of the money that you're repaying is actually going towards your interest. So when it comes down to making additional payments, like say I managed to scrape together $1,000 this month, I will pay my $416 towards the interest and the balance of that money will all go towards the principal. So in theory, well, not in theory, in practice, I'm going to pay down my loan much quicker if I'm paying off a major part of the principal instead of the interest.
3: Yeah, Dan, well, that makes a lot of sense because when you make extra payments on any kind of loan, it knocks a ton of time off your actual repayment date until when the loan is paid off.
2: Yeah. And you're completely right. And the only way to really figure it out is to open up like some kind of a mortgage calculator and just do like a side-by-side comparison. So in your example, say we take our $100,000 loan, 5% interest rate over 30 years, you were meant to pay $536, okay? Of which 416 is going towards the interest every month. Now, if we were to make a double payment, so say we were to pay $1,073, Everything else the same. It's the same loan, same interest rate, everything else. You would pay that off in 118 months instead of 360. So, you would turn what it was a 30-year loan into a 9.8-year loan.
3: Get out of town.
2: Yeah. So, you're Holy literally… Holy cow, really? You're yeah. You're knocking off two-thirds of your loan if you make a double payment off a 30-year loan.
3: So, hold on. Let's rewind there for a minute. So I have my loan of how much a month?
2: Your original loan was $536 of which 416 is interest.
3: So then you just double it so you're making a double payment.
2: Right. The key difference here is that you're paying that extra payment that second payment it's all, all of it towards all the principal. All principle. of it towards the principal, yeah.
3: And it it counts that much off of the life of your loan.
2: Yeah, it goes from a 30 year loan to a 9.8 year loan. Yow. Yeah, and Yes, you're making a double payment. But if you consider that you're paying off in a fraction of the amount of time, like literally a third, less than a third, that's a good deal.
3: Yeah, it is.
2: Yeah, and like you could literally calculate how much interest you'd end up paying over that period of time as well. And Kate, let me tell you, it's not going to be pretty. <laughs>
3: okay, let's see it.
2: Yeah, so um, while, while I'm busy calculating this, would you like to chat a little bit about the whole investing side? Like why would you want to invest instead of putting your money into your loan?
3: Yeah, I can speak on that for a minute. So I am going to be completely honest. About two years ago, I was such a skeptic about investing my money. Um, I didn't do it. I kept my money right in my savings account, right where I could see it. I knew it was safe. Nothing was going to happen to it. And, then I met you, Dennis, and <laughs> slowly but surely, I was the biggest skeptic when it came to the stock market, I think mainly because I, I was in college in 2008, and I remember just everybody freaking about about you know the stock market going down, everything happening, and I was nervous, and I didn't know how to, so I just kind of didn't, but slowly but surely, I started in the stock market using the Robinhood app, it's very easy with $50. I figured, okay, I have $50. If I lose $50, it won't be the end of the world for me. And I put the $50 in and I checked it like religiously, like every couple of hours expecting the $50 to be gone. Now we're going to flash forward like a year and a half, two years. And in one month, I am up 4.47%. And in my three months, I am up 11.30%. All time since I have started, I'm up 15%, which is high. The market is doing well right now. And a few months ago, back when the market took a bit of a plunge, it was a, a bit painful to look at all the red. But ultimately, overall, I have made. Almost three hundred dollars in interest. Right. Just from investing my little bit of money. Now I will say I have put in more money since uh I started. That's I haven't made the two hundred and whatever dollars off fifty dollars. I have periodically put in a little bit more money. I still because I have been really focusing on paying off my loan, I don't have a ton of money in the stock market, just enough to kinda of get my feet wet figure it out, see if I like it, see, you know, what's going on. I do really enjoy investing that way. It's easy for me. Uh, I I think it's a good way. And now that I have learned, because I can compare back to when I had my money in just my bank account versus now, well, before when I had my money in my bank account, if I had $300 in there, when I came back in two months, I don't know, I might have like 300 and like one dollar and forty five cent. Right. And that's ultimately a waste of time, especially when you can look at your Robinhood app and be like, oh wow, this month for absolutely doing nothing, I have made $45. Yeah. So that is my take on investing. And I have really tried to talk to my personal friends because it seems like, especially teachers in general, do not invest. None, None of my teacher friends are investing in the stock market. And it literally takes like severe arm twisting to get them to kind of even think about it. I don't think anybody has even downloaded the Robin Hood app. Right. Which definitely do it. And you don't have to put in your entire life savings into the Robin Hood app. You can put twenty bucks and go from there.
2: Yeah, no you're totally right. And starting off so small, like can make such a massive impact when it comes to investing. Um, so, Kate, I actually just finished running those numbers for you. Yeah,
3: that spreadsheet over there looks
2: quite <laughs> intense. <laughs> it's not too bad. So, all right, say we go back to that $100,000 loan, right? Okay. If you did it over 30 years, your $100,000 loan, you would pay $93,000 worth of interest over 30 years.
3: So, it's basically in a, like two houses.
2: Instead of paying off $100,000, you pay off $193,000. Over thirty years. Crazy, right? That is
3: painful to hear.
2: Now, if we made double payments, okay, we would still pay off the hundred thousand dollars in just less than ten years, but -hmm. we would only have paid twenty-six thousand dollars in interest. Wow. So that is a massive difference. I mean, it's literally three hundred and forty-seven percent higher if you pay it off over um, a longer period of time and you don't make those double payments.
3: So, what I'm hearing you say is anybody who's listening right now who owns their home, if you can, you should start making double payment.
2: Well, I mean, that's an option. And that's where our readers' questions come back to is like, what should you do? Should you be making these double payments? Or, and here's where the big all comes in, should I take that money and invest in something like Robinhood or a Roth IRA or a traditional IRA or up your 401k contribution, whatever it, it is. It
3: is a great question. And it, so- it's a
2: fantastic question. So, what I've just demonstrated is the power of compounding. And because your loan is outstanding for such a long period of time and it's such a big value, it just builds and it builds and it builds and it builds. Now, if you were to do the same thing in reverse and say, instead of me paying off the loan, what if I were to take that money, that extra money that I, I could have made every month and i grew it and here it comes down to the numbers as well and it it comes down to what percentage you're going to get because the thing is if you start growing it at the same rate you're going to start at a very low base because you're only going to start at your um 416 will be your first payment right but then after that compounding starts taking effect and yes it's not very high in the first month because it is such a tiny little amount, so it makes a very, very little impact, but over a longer period of time, it adds up very quickly. So as an example, in the first month, you would have made, well, you'd put away $416. In the next month, you would have earned $1. seven in interest. Actually, no, that's probably a bad assumption because um, the stock market normally returns about 10%. So let's give ourselves the benefit of the doubt let's say we're going to return 8%. And 8% I feel like is quite a fair return for the stock market. It's not overly high, it's not overly low. So I think it's actually pretty achievable. So you would actually have returned $2 in the in the first month. And obviously that then just starts building and building and building. So by the time you get to a point where um you know you're you're nearing that hundred and eight months, or whatever the case is, or even your um, couple years, it'll be an interesting calculation to do to figure out where would you be better off. Um, do you want to take any guesses what the answer
3: is? Not particularly. Not
2: particularly. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> so, say we take the same amount of periods, and let's say, okay, instead of me putting that money into the loan. What we're going to do is we're rather going to invest that money and we're going to slowly but surely add it up and add it up and add it up. So I've just finished running some calculations. So say we take that extra money and instead of putting it into your loan, you invest it and you're earning your 8% per annum on your stock market. Mm -hmm. Okay. So- In our second situation, we said we're going to just put it all into the house and see what happens. And we paid it off in 118 months. Okay. Mm -hmm. So as a fair um, comparison, let's take that money, grow it for 118 months and see where we end up. Okay. Okay. So after 18 months, that $536 payment would have grown to $95,000. Now, that sounds great and all, but… What does that mean compared to the house that you still owe, you know? So in 118 months in, on your original plan, if you just made those payments as you were making them, you would have a house value left of $81,000. Okay? Okay. So essentially, your principal would be $81,000 and you've now got $95,000 if you had invested it. So you would actually be at a pretty good place. In that you've now managed to make money as such over and above where you would have been. Okay. However, you would also have paid a ton of interest. You would have paid $45,000 in interest over that same time period. Okay. Why are you just saying okay?
3: Because I don't know what else to say. Is a little
2: confusing. Did I lose (laughs) someone?
3: You didn't lose me. It's just... uh overwhelming.
2: Right. So, where we ended up was you would still pay a ton of interest. You would pay $45,000 worth of interest in 118 months. All right. Your investing fund would have grown to $95,000, including paying off the interest. I don't so, want to
3: say, okay, but, <laughs> but I have nothing so, else to say. So, in other words, you would
2: have an additional... $15,000 odd over and above the value of your loan at that point. So in 118 months in, you would have enough money to pay off your loan in full in cash.
3: Oh, well, that's good.
2: Yeah, it, it is good. And if you compare that to putting it into your loan, um, you know, like you would have paid it off. You also would have paid off all the interest and you would have been no better off. So you would have an additional like 15 grand left of if you invested in the stock market. However, this, I feel like
3: that was a big however.
2: <laughs> this also assumes that you were earning a return of 8%, right? And if your return was less than that, if your return was 5%, let's say it matched exactly what you were paying in the, in the market, you would basically break them. You would have your investment fund would be have a value of eighty one thousand, and your loan would have a value of eighty one thousand. So, long story short, you're going to end up in the same place.
3: And this is if
2: the rate of return is the same, which makes sense, right? So this doesn't become a decision of what should I do? Should I double my payments on my loan or should I put it into an investment fund? The decision is where am I going to earn more return?
3: So you're not giving anybody an actual answer like that (laughs) they want.
2: (laughs) I am giving an actual answer. You need to do the math. That's what the answer is. And if you have a loan that's very low, like say you've got a loan financed at 2% per annum, is it actually in your interest to pay it off? And the answer is maybe not. Maybe you'd rather take the money grow it into like a separate savings fund or something like that and you'd then be in a much better position because you would have grown your investment savings fund into such a large value okay does that make sense?
3: yes it does because the interest rate on the home is low so you're not going most of your payment is going to be going towards the principal not the interest
2: yeah yeah but you should do the math. I really do encourage you to pull out some kind of a mortgage calculator, an investment calculator and plug some numbers in and figure out what's best. Ultimately, you're going to want to look to try and make the biggest return that you can. So the more money you can sort of stash away and start investing and getting a higher return, you're going you're gonna to be in a better situation.
3: Now, and this is also on a $100,000 house,
2: Yeah, which most is.
3: people spend much more than that.
2: Yeah, I mean, we can look at other numbers if you'd if you'd rather do that. No, but yeah, I think a hundred thousand dollars is is a fair value to sort of put.
3: It's an easy round number.
2: Yeah, it's an easy round number, and people can relate to it because you know you, you kind of know what you can get for like a hundred thousand dollars more or less. So the long story short is you should be doing the math because it does depend, but ultimately investing typically will give you a higher rates return. However, it is a riskier asset, you know? And look, there is also something else we haven't spoken about, Kate, which is what about the value of your home? The value of your home will appreciate as well. Well, in theory. Hopefully. It doesn't have to happen. And look, that's how the big financial crisis happened in terms of people always said, well, property is just going to keep going up. And unfortunately, that's not how the world works. Um, But it, it does depend. And, you know, ultimately, I think you're going to be in a great position whichever route you decide to take. Whether you're going to put your money into the loan, whether you're going to invest, I think getting that asset paid off is a great idea. And whether you're financing it through investing or whether you're financing it through paying off the loan, I think you're going to end up in a great position either way.
3: Yeah, then I have to agree with you. It's not like you're blowing your money on, you know, shopping sprees and luxury vacations that you can't afford you're putting your money towards something of value either way you go
2: yeah exactly so you're going to end up in a great position either way and just as long as you keep making those payments you are going to be in a great position
3: and could people kind of change their plan throughout maybe they do they're heavy on the investing for a few years and then they switch it and then they make double payments and then they switch it back can you kind of go back and forth a little bit like that depending on the markets and where you are in your life and everything.
2: Yeah. And, and I think that's an absolutely great point, And that's asset allocation. Do you want to have all your eggs in one basket, whether that basket is your house or whether it is other things? I personally think that you should have a well-diversified, balanced portfolio, which means you should own a whole bunch of stuff. And that can be real estate and in, in your home. It can be stocks. It can be bonds. It can be gold. It can be cryptocurrencies whatever floats your boat well maybe not cryptocurrencies don't don't go too hard there (laughs) but have a well-balanced diversified portfolio and you're gonna be just fine
3: okay well i think that you've really cleared up some questions i hope
2: yeah and i'd actually love to post a challenge out there to all of you if you do have some numbers and you do want to get them calculated jump into the facebook group
3: (laughs) <laughs> Let us know
2: your numbers and we will pick one or two people to sort of go through and explain what would be a better situation. And you're going to have to give me some rates of returns and stuff and say, well, my current interest rate on my house is this. This is the investment that I'm looking at. Where would I be? And where's my break-even point? And I, I would be happy to calculate that for everyone.
3: I am going to give a fair warning, though. If you do get picked for Dennis to do this, Dennis gets Super fired up and excited with an Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> so just be ready for every type of scenario and situation to come out your way.
2: Well, Kate, remember remember what happened the first time I pulled up a spreadsheet for you.
3: Yeah, I ended up in tears.
2: Yeah, you did. It was but, awful. But remember what I said to you.
3: I would be debt-free in three years. I would be
2: debt-free in three years if you followed the plan. And you then said to me, well, what if I'm more aggressive than that? What if I make payments of $3,000 a month?
3: No, that was not the conversation right away.
2: No, that that wasn't right away. That that, that was a later conversation. That was a much later conversation. you still asked the question. You said, I want to be debt-free by my birthday. How much do I have to make in terms of payments? And I calculated that number for you. And if
3: I remember correctly, that conversation also ended up in tears. It may have,
2: but... Maybe you're just not very good with num with money, you just get all like flustered or something. I
3: did get <laughs> flustered.
2: But you're gonna be you're gonna hit your target and that's by May. Yes. So that's super duper exciting. And yeah, guys, at the end of the day, it's just numbers and numbers don't lie. So figure out where you're at, let us know, we're happy to help. And yeah, I think that's everything I got for them this week. Yeah, me too. Awesome. <laughs> we'll catch you guys next time.
0: of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at JoinMIDI.com.
1: Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com.